We're super excited about today's episode because we're talking about one of our very favorite places. It's Montana's most visited state park. It's home to the world's shortest river, gorgeous scenery, no matter what time of year you go. We're learning all about Giant Springs State Park on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No no Damn damn Experts. Today in our studio, Shannon, you may or may not know, you might know, but (laughs) our guest helped with the most epic photo shoot we have ever had in our lives. I know about the photo shoot because this was one of the first things my husband did when yes. he worked here. Yes. So I can't <laughs> imagine what it was like on his end to get this call. But people, we we took mermaids and photographed them at Giant Springs in the winter, in the winter. on a BMW motorcycle. It was pretty epic. Those were pretty cool pictures. Alex, thanks for making that happen. (laughs) Alex with the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks and the manager of Giant Springs State Park, the maker of Dreams Come True. (laughs) Mermaid Dreams. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. He's like, that's not what I was expecting for my intro. No, it's good. It it, uh, really sets the stage. Yeah, it really (laughs) explains, which really... What was it like to get that call? I mean, somebody calls and like, hey, we want to um, put a motorcycle down in the state park and then throw mermaids up and down on it all morning in in the winter. And the weather had just broke. So it was mm-hmm. only like 10 degrees yeah. versus the 30 below zero. Right. It had that's, what, that's what the weather breaking here means <laughs> is that it's 10 above instead of below. You know, it's it's not the weirdest request. Oh, that I was I've actually going to ask you. I was like, "Is that the weirdest?" No. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think I think the, the time of the year was a little odd for sure. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't have been my choice if I was the mermaid, but I I think it made for for some good photos. The mm. photos were epic because mm-hmm. there was like the the steam right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the and then this is probably illegal, but we um, <laughs> had to do some harassing. Of the wildlife, oh. we walked near the spring, and then the birds would fly away. So her- by harassing, you just mean walk, disturbing the peace. Yeah, yeah. We, which could be construed as harassing. Oh, sure. Yeah, I just want to clarify, you weren't shooting at something them more. Or, yeah, no, <laughs> no. They, they, like, Alex they like to congregate. <laughs> yeah, they like to congregate right there in the spring in the winter. So it's uh, it's it's part of the deal down there. You gotta you gotta make room for yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like they're not big into moving when you get down there. Well, also that, and we'll get more into this, but that stays a nice constant temperature in there when it it's does. very cold outside so i don't blame them for wanting to hang out there yeah it's it's like a almost like a little sauna uh-huh. or a, <laughs> a, a nice uh, experience for them in the winter time yeah to, to be in that warm water so let's just be clear in mm-hmm. our photo shoot yes we did not put mermaids in the spring that seems not okay we made the request though <laughs> After the shoot, uh-huh. and Alex, you could see the fear in Alex's eyes. <laughs> He's like, like, oh, no. I don't want to say no, but this will take but a little no. bit more work. Mm-hmm. He never said no. Oh, He left that, he left that door just ajar. And uh, he said it's going to take a lot more a, work. A than... wordsmith. He was able to say no without actually saying no. I don't think he ever will say no to us. We uh, we are we are definitely uh, very conscious of of the popularity of the springs and, and what allowing people to opening that door to be in the springs <laughs> will do. So it's it's something that we're we're pretty conscious about in yeah. making those decisions and. So one of the coolest things we'll we'll get into a lot of stuff and we're going to jump around a lot because that's the way we work. Um, <laughs> But people go into the spring to clean it, which I, f- oh. I found the strangest thing 
I ever. didn't know that. It's not like a self-cleaning system? No. Alex will tell you more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so the springs, the conditions in the springs are perfect for some of Montana's native plants. Mm. Um, yellow monkey flower, uh, watercress. <laughs> well, that's a fun name. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they grow really well in the springs. Um, mm. And if we left it kind of unchecked, they would sort of choke off the whole area. And people wouldn't be able to see down into the water, you know, how deep it is, how clear it is. So we, we've made a nice partnership with the local dive club um, oh. where they can come and and dive in some some clean water. Uh, you know, it's the Missouri is not exactly crystal clear. Uh, a lot of the rivers in the state aren't super clear. So the springs is, is obviously very clean Amazing. and clear. And, um, so it's a good opportunity for them to get in and test their equipment. Um, and it also helps us by you know, pulling up some of those plants and, and giving everyone a good experience where they can see into the springs. Um, cause that, that's part of the magic down there is being able to see into the water. Um, and you know, I mean, the springs is, is the park's namesake. So being able to see that, that water bubbling out of the earth is, is pretty cool. That makes me want to join the dive club just so I can I be know. part of that. We often joke with folks uh, that want to see all the falls. We tell them there's five falls and the fifth fall has to be seen if you want to scuba dive, that's how you see the fit merged, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they giggle a little bit, and they're like, "Well, where do we get our gear?" And I'm like, "A to Z scuba." <laughs> yep, yep. Well, it actually, all exists yeah. here. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, you're serious?" And we're like, "Uh, yeah, yeah." I mean, if you go scuba, please like tell us or take pictures, so because right. I don't know anyone who's done it, but you know. Um, but there's an, is there garbage that ever collects in the giant oh. spring? Because I, I've never seen. A more pristine area in oh, the world and i hope people aren't i mean so we do have wind so it could get blown in i suppose but yeah i always like to say that wind is the reason that yeah. they're all we have all the trash we do because it blows out of cars um you know i mean every once in a while inadvertently someone will drop something in there um and we'll fish it out with a net or something um oh. but i mean you know the spring produces 156 million gallons of water every day so it does flush a lot of stuff out of there mm. um <laughs> not, not the vegetation that takes root in there but uh it is, it is a really clean area naturally. You know, people do respect it down there. So yeah. it's not an issue that we have often where we have to That's go in and good. grab things. More often it's uh, a kid drops a, a stuffed animal in there. I was going to ask, like, have you ever had anybody like an earring or like a ring, like something like a Ooh. cell phone, like something yes. valuable <laughs> get dropped in there? Yeah, every every summer we get a cell phone. Uh. Um, the club, the dive club was there last summer, not this summer, but last summer. Um, with the mission of trying to find a wedding ring that was lost oh in gosh. there um, uh, the previous <laughs> year. I'm going to ask questions because um, they come <laughs> to my head. Feel free to just say, hey, Rebecca, we're not going to discuss that. And we'll move on. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. But you're going to call a dive team in for a wedding ba- wedding ring. And I get the importance of that. Um, actually, just had the discussion with my husband about like wedding rings in general. But who pays for that? Like, it's not really the park's responsibility. So it's like the guy's like, no, we need that wedding ring. I will pay whatever it costs to get it out of the spring. So I, I don't know the whole story on it. You know, <laughs> the taxpayer. I, I think uh, I think the, the dive club was already planning on being there to do their annual cleaning. So oh. it wasn't a special trip for them, but oh, it was okay. kind of a, a special mission during their annual fall okay. cleaning of the springs. Well, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's again, it's something that... So you don't get special calls. You don't get to call. We have an emergency at Giant Giant Springs. Dive team respond ASAP. Well, I know. um, So I went for a hike quite a few years ago with my dog. And my dog was by the Dearborn River. He he went into the water. The water was fast. He started floating down the river. That's like... And I freaked completely out. So I, you know... Did what every normal dog mom would do. I jumped in after (laughs) him, Uh right? Mm -hmm. And then by the time I had gotten all my stuff off to jump in after him, he was watching me jump in because he's a dog and he just got out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) fast forward, we're up in the Little Belts near uh, on the Judith River. The water's just rushing and the dog oh, no. slips and falls <gasps> in and my husband is there this time and of course my immediate response was i'm just going to push him in 
<laughs> my <laughs> husband in to go get him. Not ask him, just shove him. Yeah, in the I was water. like, I was on my way, and I'm like, you need to go in after him. He's like, he's a dog. He will get out of here. I'm just gonna tell him to get out over here. <laughs> so, um, has anyone ever pushed their spouse into Giant Springs? Oh, I thought to you were gonna ask about and, dogs. This took earring. a turn. <laughs> well. Yeah. Fair. If I drop something in the spring, my na- I now know my natural reaction is, is going to, push to be push Robert. my husband into the spring <laughs> as it happened. Oh. <laughs> Alex we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye for you next time yeah. you're down at the park. He's just going <laughs> to... We never go there together. Turn the other way if he sees you there. Yeah. No, no. Again, you know, we people lose things, and it's uh, we'll do our best to retrieve them for them. But you know, a wedding ring in in that pool can be hard to find. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot of turbulence down at the bottom with the mm-hmm. water bubbling up from from the aquifer. So it's it's not always as easy as uh, just hopping in and, and finding something. Yeah. So have you had dogs jump in to it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure there there have been dogs, and um, you know, people will go in there every once in a while if uh, if we don't catch them. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 not it's not exactly safe either. There's there's the yeah. rock band around the outside of the springs, and and I'll have to walk on that every once in a while to collect shoes or <laughs> stuffed animals or hats and things for people. And it's yeah. it's like a it's like it's the rocks are covered in ice. They're very slippery. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are currently down there rehabilitating the rock wall that goes around the giant springs oh. um and we have a, a contractor working for us down there doing an excellent job but he's spent almost the last year working on about half of the rock wall that oh goes around gosh. the springs very labor intensive um so you know we're also cognizant of of that rock wall and its importance to the spring and um making sure that the public doesn't damage it by getting down there and uh and trying to get in the springs as well so so you know there's a number of reasons why we have the the no swimming rule um (laughs) that the public doesn't often think about but it's very enticing it's very enticing for people um the main question we get is is it a hot springs like Um, (laughs) yeah um, and unfortunately no it's not the water's warm but not that warm right so one of the things i say about giant springs it is the world's largest natural spring is that a true statement (laughs) It's it's one of the country's largest natural springs. There's some other really large springs around the country. Um, you know, Florida has some big ones, um, but uh, it's it's one of the n- the nation's largest freshwater springs. So okay. maybe stop saying world. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. This is what she does. It sounds great. <laughs> it does and sound I know great. from Alex's perspective, he needs to be a little bit more particular. <laughs> I'm just gonna have people go. Oh well, I think this. And honestly, in eight years, there's been one person's like, it's bigger than Mammoth Springs. And I'm like, yes, it's bigger than Mammoth Springs. I don't even know where <laughs> you don't Mammoth, know what Mammoth Springs is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're selling the town. You're, do, yeah. you're doing your it's thing. True. And so yeah. eventually someone's going to go, well, I don't think it is. But kudos to them. They've done the research to prove me wrong. And I've never claimed to be an expert. So I mean, you're taking... that's true. That's the name of the podcast. I'm, yeah. willing, to, I'm willing to argue it's one of the, the most beautiful springs in the country. Mm. Oh, in the yeah. 100%. So, so I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that. For sure. Um, it is Montana's most visited state park. Yeah. Which I think would surprise some people. But I would agree. Once you're here, I'm not surprised. Once you go see it. And it's in town. Mm-hmm. This is the which thing is a that's really so nice part weird like it's not right like in the heart of town and there's buildings all around it but it but is it's in town in town and it feels like it's a completely different world yeah it's a yeah. little I th- oasis i think that's what makes it so cool down there mm-hmm. is um you know again we're, we're kind of surrounded by the city limits there we're, we're technically not in them but we're surrounded by them yeah. so it's it's basically in town yeah um and it, it is you know it's uh over the years, it's been a very well-maintained area. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all surrounded by that kind of prairie landscape, but it's this little oasis in the prairie with huge mature trees and the springs and the river. So it's a, I mean, it's an incredibly beautiful place. Um, it, it is the most visited state park in Montana. We get anywhere from three to 500,000 people a year that oh visit the park. Um, so it's, it's, it's very popular, um, you know, I think that one of the main reasons it's so popular is is the locals in Great Falls love the park. Mm-hmm. It's such a big part of of growing up in Great Falls. Over the three years that I've been here, I can't even begin to count how many stories I've heard from locals about the importance of the park in their yeah. childhood, in their life. So it's cool being able to be there every day and hear those stories from the locals and how much it means to them. 
Um, and then, you know, we're, we're on the route between Glacier and Yellowstone. So we get a lot of visitors coming through in the summer um, to see the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really a, a pretty busy place unless it's one of those negative 20 degree <laughs> days in the winter, then, uh, it's awfully quiet down there. But it's so gorgeous <laughs> when it it's is. that cold it's, too. It's worth, it's worth it the, really frost, the potential frostbite <laughs> to get out there and see it. I took my mom down there for the first time, probably it was cold. I want to say it was March. Okay. She hadn't been out there? Well, no. And, you know, this is what I say. Have you ever seen Giant Springs in the winter? And she said, no, I never have. And I'm like, awesome. Let's go see it because it is really pretty. And so I don't remember exactly when it was, but the wind was blowing. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, And it was a little, it gets a little more brisk down there because Mm -hmm. you've got North America's longest river. You've got the world's shortest river. Mm -hmm. You got the springs. And like, there's a lot of cold air in that area blowing onto you. And so uh, we walked it, did the the fish hatchery visitor center, get back in the car, we're warming up. And I'm like, what did you think? Like, what do you think the difference is between the winter and any other time? She's like, well, it's my first time ever being at the park. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so we'll start I just with this. assumed. <laughs> right. You assume everyone's been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. That was her first time. So now I'm looking forward to taking her back. In all like, the seasons. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> and this is what it's like now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a really cool place because it's different every season. It is. Um, yeah. You know, the, the winter, obviously you get the, the frost and and the steam and and um, the birds that flock in there and and the raptors and things that mm-hmm. hang out in the area so it's it's really cool you know the springtime it's just all the trees down there getting the leaves on them it just it really helps you feel that coming spring and summer waking up and mm-hmm. and summertime it's amazing because you have those big mature trees that that make the shade and it's generally 10 degrees cooler down there than it is in town yeah and the fall colors um are just spectacular down there so any season is amazing at giant springs and the neat part about it too it, they're talking about the location being out of town but in town it's also on this i don't know what to call it very Court. tourist row like hot spot row for things like you need to see and do when you come to Great Falls. So not only does the park run along the River's Edge Trail, so you can take the trail to and from the park, but you hit the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center, Giant Springs, and then on to Rainbow Dam. It's just like you can spend a lot of time just in, on that one Giant Springs Road there. And what is that, like a mile long road? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a couple couple miles probably, but okay. it's, it's jam-packed with, with different things to see. Yeah. You know, yeah, you said... Uh, the Interpretive Center, um, the region for FWP, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks mm-hmm. headquarters is there. They have a really incredible display in their lobby. Um, and, yeah, you know, the, the different trail systems that we have, Heritage Park, which is part of Giant Springs mm-hmm. across the street, yep. um, the dams, yeah, the access to the River's Edge Trail. Uh, the city has their Bike Skills Park that is just adjacent to um, one of our trailheads at 67th Street. So it's in, in that, cup, that short little section of road, there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to do. So there's, how big is the park? Like, let's just start with square acres or yeah, feet and what's or whatever. All, what all is actually included as part of yeah. Giant Springs State Park? So it, it, it's kind of a, a complicated question, <laughs> and um, so <laughs> I'll, job, I'll give I'll give you the answer. Uh, you know, the park is is around uh, forty three, forty six hundred acres or forty six hundred acres. Sorry. Um, so it's it's a decently large park, um, yeah. about 14 miles of Missouri River shoreline. So it's sort of a <laughs> oh, long, that a is long not linear, what I was expecting. a long linear park. Um, you know what? A lot of people don't realize is um, that a large part of the park is owned by Northwestern Energy, uh-huh. and okay. um, it's what's called the Lewis and Clark Heritage Greenway Conservation Easement, which is definitely a mouthful. <laughs> um, but it's a, a section of land that Northwestern Energy has worked with the state of Montana to um, to manage the recreational use on. So um, you know we we have around 30 miles of trail in the park um, that we oh, manage, wow. and a lot of that's on Northwestern Energy land. It's dirt single track trail that varies in difficulty from you know beginner to um, to intermediate, almost more advanced type stuff. So so from the time you leave the spring and you're going towards Rainbow Falls that's all part of the park and then based on what you just said my assumption is like from the south shore trailhead further down is still part of the park 
Yeah, I mean, it, it gets oh. really confusing in there. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, as you enter Giant Springs Road off of off of River yeah. Drive, mm-hmm. um, there's a mix of city and state property. The county owns part of the road. The Forest Service manages the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center area. Yeah, is the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center part of the state park? Uh, mm, technically, no. Federal technically, no. It's this little island service. of federal land <laughs> okay. surrounded by yeah. state. Okay. Um, so you, you surround it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we we work with them on a lot of different uh, a lot of different stuff. They actually manage a portion of trail that that's on our property down mm-hmm. past the Sulphur Springs that heads out to um, to to the Sulphur Springs. Yeah. Uh, so past the, huh. the Sulphur Springs trailhead, they actually manage that section of trail for us. So so you're all the way down past Maroney Dam too, then like Cochrane Dam? Yep, yep. Okay. So yeah, wow. the park basically extends from um, I didn't from, realize that was from all River Drive all the way down to near the Sulphur Springs, which oh, is below wow. Maroney Dam. Yeah. Um and again, in between there there's all sorts of different land ownership, yeah. Northwestern Energy, City of Great Falls, Forest Service, um, private property that we have easements on, so it's it's a very complicated um, park ecosystem of parks. So self, so my mind is on the south side of the river mm-hmm. and i know <laughs> based on geography because i was a champ as you all remember from early episodes the north side is where sulfur springs trail loop is mm-hmm. yes so you will so the park covers portions of both sides of the river yeah we manage um so the, the state huh. the state land actually extends from river drive to about where the lewis and clark trailhead is Okay. Um, and then down from there, the state of Montana manages some Northwestern Energy land from Lewis and Clark Trailhead to Whitmore Ravine. Okay. Um, and once you cross over that, that all the trails that go down by Ryan Dam are all managed by the city of Great Falls. So, yeah. um, again, there's a, a big mix in there. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of people involved. And we've always mm-hmm. said the River's Edge Trail System is really a unique asset because of the public-private partnership. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I just thought there was like a public and a yeah, not <laughs> a private, not all of publics and mm-hmm. privates mm-hmm. partnership. Yeah, that's no, really cool. It's to know. really a, a big partnership between the city of Great Falls, the state of Montana, Northwestern Energy, and the Rivers Edge Trail Foundation. So huh. it's it's a you know. Um, a lot of people. So if I get in trouble, if I litter, or commit a crime, I'm going to be after like the state, federal, and private industries. They're going to start after at the me. federal. <laughs> yeah. They're going to start with yep. taking you immediately to prison because yeah. of the federal level, and mm-hmm. then it'll just layer trickle down. down. Ooh, don't do don't it. do anything yeah, bad. It's, on the it's, trip. It's, it's not worth it. It's <laughs> yeah. not worth it. Just respect it. And, don't and jump in the springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We've do done it. an entire episode. Um, so if you want to go back, listeners, and review what it's what you're supposed to do to respect the land mm. and to recreate responsibly here in this area, it's really a good tip. Um, so go back, listen to it. Mm-hmm. We can recap it here, but you know, don't throw your garbage around. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your clothes laying around in the park, which we we oper- our office is in a park. You mm-hmm. see that we don't have anything to do with the park, but there's a lot of random clothes that just appear in this park. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how do you not notice that you've lost that piece or, of clothing? Um, diabetes, yeah, medical supplies. equipment that no one seems to want to pick up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, we we get that we get that stuff all the time. <laughs> there's there's uh there's more than you could write in a, a in a large book. The the various How things we find at different places and pairs um, of underwear make you shake you your seen? head. <laughs> I don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> you know that there's been underwear found in oh, that part. Oh yes. yes. See, he's shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not answering that question. This is a family friendly program. Um, Fine, so I'm still curious. <laughs> So part of the park is the fish hatchery, correct? Yeah. It's yeah. not separate. So, so we're, we're all under we're all under feature. the umbrella of fish, wildlife, and parks. But yeah. um, you know, the parks and outdoor recreation division is separate from the hatchery division. Oh, okay. So, so we are separate, but we work really closely together. You know, our infrastructure is very much tied together. They they take water out of the giant springs to run their fish hatchery. Hmm. Huh. Um, and uh so yeah it's it's the public doesn't realize it and the public doesn't really need to realize it right. uh, that it's separate but um yeah the, the fish hatchery is is a huge part of of 
giant spring state park um you know the the visitor center they have the show pond um the other year when there was the incident with the the fish in the show pond i was uh, amazed at this outcry that there was regarding that um and the support that the community showed the hatchery in the park um as Mm. part of that so so yeah the hatchery is, is a huge part of giant spring state park even though it's not exactly part of the park it's it's in the park um so it's it's yeah it's it's very very important to the community and here's your tip folks if when not if when you go to giant spring state Mm -hmm. park make sure you have quarters because you can get the food out of the machine at the show pond and it is so much fun to feed those fish Mm -hmm. and i assume it's for both approved food yeah (laughs) part of their diet which is really mm-hmm. important don't give them crap food like don't bring your own don't bring like your cheetos you, and throw <laughs> or like your goldfish flakes don't bring yeah. that yeah no I, I got a lesson in in fish food recently and, and <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it it's it's oh. uh, it's its whole own industry so uh yeah you know that the show pond is is a really big part um yeah feeding the fish and it's not just any fish in there we have um albino fish in there you know there's mm. fish that a lot of people have never seen before yeah. Um, so it's it's a really cool experience. What kind? Ki- what in general? What are the main kinds of fish that live in there? So mm-hmm. largely, it's it's rainbow trout mm-hmm. and um and brown trout that they raise in there. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, things you would normally find along the Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah. and they they stock and again I'm I'm not an expert on the hatchery but sure. the, but they stock uh you know <laughs> streams and ponds all over mm. north central central Montana out yeah. of there so um. You know, it's not just the Springs area or the Missouri that they stock. Um, they, they do stock the Missouri River outside of the the Springs area. They also stock the fishing pond that we have just upstream from the Giant Springs. But, they yeah, they stock fish all over all over this part of the state. So in more recent years, and it might just be my memory, not anything other than my lack of ability to remember, <laughs> But more recent years, there's been a lot more events happening at Giant Spring State Park mm-hmm. with live music and trivia, trivia nights. Yeah. And, um, am I am I correct? Has that been going on for a long time? Uh, so you know, my 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 experience here has been the last three years, three oh. and a half years. Um, so you can also say just recently we started doing this. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, it's it's. You know, things like COVID have made it a lot harder. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the first year I was here, 2019, we had um, we had concerts down there. We had car shows. We had uh, our annual fall family fest that we typically do every fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a lot of big events. And then, you know, 2020 rolled around and the world got turned upside down and we really didn't do much. Um, yeah. And uh, we've slowly been coming back from that. Uh, so, yeah, this last year we... We did have uh, a concert down there. We had Robin Halliday Quist come mm-hmm. and do a show for us. Um, we've had some speaker series down there. We had an individual from um, the Department of, of Mines that, that has done studies on the Giant Springs came and gave a talk about the aquifer and the springs, which was really cool. Oh, neat. Um, we, we have, for the last three years, been doing trivia in the park. Um, we had an AmeriCorps member back in the park at uh, or back in 2019 that worked at the park that was really into trivia <laughs> and she had this idea hey let's do trivia every Wednesday evening and I was like oh, okay I don't understand <laughs> but let's try um, and, and the community has loved it it's been great you know every every Wednesday um, from July through September we do trivia in the park and um, we've had anywhere between you know I think the highest we had this year was over 50 people down there doing trivia oh, so oh, man um, so it's 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 been pretty cool uh, we do our our junior ranger series every year um, we do different events down there we just had a, a bat um, party in the park last week we partnered with the public library to do a program down there which was really cool so um, so yeah I don't, I don't know if I'd say we, we're doing a whole bunch more um, but we're trying to offer the public different things down there whether it's recreational activities or educational stuff um you know we're, we're trying to offer things to the community to to come to the park and, and enjoy and learn and um and for the most part all those things are free mm-hmm. um, there's no cost to come to them um so it's, it's that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so on the trivia is it all about giant springs and state parks or is it broad-based trivia or is it all science like how many milliliters we're, ga- we're gauging a- how if we should how capable we might yeah. be <laughs> Uh, it, it varies. It varies widely. You know, we will have different staff develop questions over the okay. summer um, just to keep it different and, and fresh. So we'll have state park topics, we'll have Montana topics. You know, last night we had a math um, 
oh. a math category and literature. Good so I wasn't there for that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of different things, um, a lot of different categories that we do. So we, we try to keep it fresh for people. But, uh, you know, it's it's just a, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough to go back to the park in the evening to work after you've been there all day. Sure. But it's it's hard to describe how beautiful it is down there in the evening mm. doing trivia right next to the Springs. It's just, uh, you couldn't ask for a better setting to do something like that. Oh. So we only have one more coming up this year, but we'll be back again in uh, 2023 starting in June with trivia again. Yeah. So, plan so next, next Wednesday, summer, next Wednesday, which will be in the past when this podcast comes out. Okay. But you so, can go ahead. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> hurry up, get in your car, make your trip. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> it will have already happened. It will have already happened. Yes. <laughs> so plan for next year. So June. When you come next year. <laughs> yeah. Plan to be here on a Wednesday, it'll, it'll right? Give, it'll give people time to, yeah. to, to practice. To that. Exactly. <laughs> Do your research. Yeah. yeah. Study up on math and science. So from June to September. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. We should do that. We should plan next summer a tourism team night. I was just thinking that. Show Um, how much we don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Live up to our podcast name. Um, And I was thinking maybe we could go every week and then Mm -hmm. have t-shirts and then try to do trash talking. I like that. Like become the winners. And and every week, you know, like, hey, we won last week and you're not going to beat us. And then then I thought that's a big commitment. And I don't think we're that smart. Well, you know what I see happening <laughs> wow. here is is you guys are good at talking into these microphones, and I sometimes feel bad for the crowd because I'm the one that MCs a lot. Or oh, um, no. so we could have you we guys come down good. there. And yeah, we would love to host trivia. We could so host trivia. We yes. could come up with our own things. People may never know the answers to it, but we have we've thrown some feelers out. Like, hey, we'd be up to yeah. being trivia hosts with our own one set of questions um because i don't think we, we could come also up with just more. read their questions too well there's that too yeah. but and the best part about hosting is you don't have to know the answer you don't have to right. know the you, answer you, feel, you look smart you because you have good the answer. because you know the answers you're like oh yeah i know that and then people are like oh you didn't I, i'll make fun of them you didn't know that mm. it seems this like seems a really like, this seems like a good gig for oh, us man. <laughs> We can pretend, <laughs> continue to pretend like we know we what know we're stuff. talking about. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, on that talking, we get all kinds of odd questions from people who stop by the visitor center or online or things like that, which we're happy to attempt to answer. What uh, What are some weird, have you gotten any like, what are weird, weird questions, questions people have asked about the park or the springs or, or anything? Well, Maybe your visitors are... Well, we we send our visitors your way, so it's the <laughs> so same. So we know, yeah, <laughs> we know who's showing up yeah. at the park. Yeah, putting me on the spot here. Yeah, I mean, we we get all sorts of weird requests, and it's it's hard to to pinpoint what is yeah. some of the weirdest. You know, uh, um, we we get lots of photo requests. So you you, oh. you you mentioned earlier the uh, the mermaid shoot, which is uh, that was that was a pretty weird one. But um, <laughs> you know, we've we've had all sorts of requests, so like boudoir shoots down oh, there and yeah. um you know people want to bring their classic cars down to park next to the springs to do shoots um and things like that so um, you know i know there, there's probably a lot that aren't really appropriate for this show but um <laughs> but yeah. uh, do people often ask if they can take some of the water home with them yeah, we do get a lot of questions, although I feel like for the most part, like if people want to do that, they're just going to go they're and do it, do it regardless of what we say. Yeah, um, oh, that's true. Just I would have never their, thought to take just their water bottle and go rogue. <laughs> well, you're not a rebel, are you? <laughs> obviously. I'd be like, I was just going to ask permission and then be told. No. You know, and obviously it's not something that we, we condone, but we're not going to go down there and tell someone no. You Smack can't. it Arrest. out of their hand. Yeah. Um, we always tell them, cause we've gotten that question a few times here at our base camp and, and we always tell people, you can go buy a bottle of Giant Springs water at the Yeah, there's gas Giant station. Springs water. That's yeah. coming from there. company. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. Dunk it right in and put it on the shelf. There, <laughs> there kidding. is a, there is that opportunity and I would encourage people to go that route versus <laughs> dealing with the, uh, the birds and the well, fish and the different yeah. things that are in the springs. The mm-hmm. yellow monkey flower can't be a good... <laughs> good source of anything. Love the name, but it sounds probably not like something you want but, to consume. But, you know, there's we always get the locals that bring up, uh, and I don't even remember exactly the year, but there was a flood at one point, and it 
um, in the history of Great Falls and it messed up the, the city's water treatments facility. And oh. so they actually encourage people to go down to great, to giant Springs and, and get water out of the Springs. So, um, huh. there, there has huh. been times in the past where it's been utilized that way. Well, I think people hear Springs and you often think like, oh, there's these Springs around the country or whatever that supposedly if you drink from it or whatever, it he- so maybe people are thinking that, but I'm sorry. It's not First, the same. 156 million gallons of water per day. Yeah. And we've got some to spare, is my guess. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, all it's doing it's is flowing into the world's shortest river. And, and then, then the, the longest river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. A bucket of water is probably not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. Where uh, this Okay, this is probably a silly question. Where is all that water coming from? Oh, this is my favorite <laughs> question. So um, having just heard about this from one of our speakers recently, I can talk to it pretty well. Uh, so it comes from the Madison Aquifer, which is, you know, kind of like an underground ocean that's under a, a huge part of this this area, uh, Montana, the Dakotas, Wyoming. Oh. Um, so it's, it's a huge aquifer that... Um, wow. That, that is under our feet. So at, at the Giant Springs, the aquifer is about three to 400 feet below the ground. So the water that's shooting up or bubbling up through the ground, it's coming from yeah, three to 400 feet below. Um, and and kind of what they have figured out is the Little Belt Mountains is a recharge zone for the Madison Aquifer because oh. we have that Madison limestone that's up there and it's exposed. And if you've ever been to Lewis and Clark Caverns, which is in the Madison limestone, you'll know that it's porous. It's got holes in it. It's mm. got cracks and things. So it, it accepts that water. So a lot of the streams in the little belts, like Belt Creek, they actually lose flow as they go down because the water is going into the aquifer where most places streams gain water as more tributaries flow into them. Um, so, so the, yeah, the little belt mountains is, is that recharge zone. Um, so what they figured is, you know, as water enters that recharge zone, whether it's rainfall or snow melts, um, it takes 26 years for it to work its way through that uh, limestone and the aquifer down to the Giant Springs. And um, what they what they figure is Giant Springs, where it's at, is kind of the low point in the area. You know, it's where the river is, um, so it's, it's kind of that low point. So the water flows out and it hits that low point, and there's a weak spot there um, in, in the rock, and it, it's able to work its way up out of there. Wow. It's oh. amazing, too. It's so consistent mm-hmm. right i mean i mean you think about like yellowstone old faithful consi- i mean i know that that's a thing but it's still just pretty amazing that there's that much water consistently coming up in that spot that one particular spot did the speaker or maybe you already know <laughs> about the temperature of the water i'd like to get into that and why it stays so constant yeah so I, I think the reason that it stays that constant temperature is because it's it's underground, it's in a controlled environment, and you know as it works its way up, it comes up quick enough that it doesn't have a lot of chance to change. Oh. Um, so again, it's it's in the aquifer, it's underground, so it's in that controlled area, um, and it just stays at that temperature. Mm. Um, and as it comes up, it it doesn't yeah it doesn't have a chance to warm or cool before it it hits the the surface. And it's 54 degrees, right? That's yes. the constant Fahrenheit. temperature, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Is that measured at the bot? Is that 54 <laughs> degrees, like at the where it's coming out at the bottom, or, at or the top? like in the middle? Because I would still think the top would get like cold in the winter. Obviously, not icing over because it's moving. But I would still think the top would get colder so, than that. You know, I, I guess I can't answer that. That's fine. 100% accurately, but, um, (laughs) you know, with our, with our, our little, um, rudimentary thermometers that we use for programming and things, it's always stays pretty consistently Mm. that 54 degrees on top. And again, it's, there's so much water coming out of there every second that it, it doesn't have that chance to really cool or warm before it it flows out. Mm. I think people would be surprised at how much 156 million gallons of water would be. In the course yeah. of a day, it sounds like it sounds like a lot, but it, so basically, it's hard to wrap your head around what kind of we've been told by people is it's it's enough water that you could supply a very large city in the United States with enough water out of the springs each day to cover you know people's needs for showering, for oh toilets, gosh. for cooking. Um, wow. So you know it, it would it would I think the city of Great Falls would probably have water to spare if they pulled everything out of the springs um, for the community here. That's incredible. So it's, it's a lot of water. It is a lot of water. Wow. 
So then the, the next most natural question is, why is there not more water flowing over, let's say, Rainbow Falls? Yeah, why is the Missouri not just overflowing Like I get the whole water Vermont. going through the dam to produce electricity, but there's also got to be flow going over or through or yeah. out or, or it will flood us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That just seems like Where there would be go? more water going I would think so. Yeah. And and again, this is not exactly my area of expertise, but because I'm associated with we Northwestern Energy, a question for next year. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a bigger thing than just the giant springs. You know, mm. it's it's all about water holding, starting up in in the Helena area at those reservoirs. Wow. Um, so you know, Northwestern Energy, they're in the business of making power, so they're pretty pretty yeah. knowledgeable about how much water they need to maintain or retain in these reservoirs. And there's some reservoirs that are run of river, which is what the ones around here are, where they're not holding huge amounts of water back, mm-hmm. but there's like Holter reservoir where it's a, it's a big reservoir. They're holding water back. So, so they have it pretty well down and they use projections and things to, to know what it's going to take to get through the year. And, you know, it's been a dry year here. So, um, we haven't had a lot of water that's been going over those, those dams, but on the typical year, if it allows for it with, with, you know, the water that's available. Northwestern Energy typically does what they call like kind of recreational releases on the weekends where they'll um, actually let more water out over the yeah. falls so people can see, you know, what they look like. Mm-hmm. So we have an in with the dam expert, Jeremy. <laughs> we just have to bring him back and go, you know, we were doing the yeah. math, Jeremy, on 156 million gallons of water per day. Yeah. Where we were just wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where does it go? We should we should know yeah. more mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, that's hard for me to wrap my little brain around. So you have your own events out there at Giant Spring State Park. Can people rent the park for weddings, family reunions? Yes. Class we, reunions. We do have two reservable areas in the park. Um, there's one called Central, which is on the hill above the Giant Springs. It's a cement pad with like six tables on it. And then the other one's across the street in Heritage Park, and it's mm. it's the Heritage Reservation area that's mm-hmm. similar, but it's got some shelters over it. So, um, yeah, those can be reserved on our website, um, and, and the public definitely does reserve them. Um, yeah, we'll have anything from weddings to reunions, just to, to picnics, um, celebrations of life down there. So, mm. so all sorts of things happen um, in those reservation areas. So it's a, it's if if the park is special to you, there there is those opportunities to make sure you have an area to for your event. Yeah, the um, I have seen though, like brides and grooms getting, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it staged photos. Yeah, I don't know if they've just like driven down there or they got dressed up one Thursday afternoon. <laughs> I don't know if they yeah, just got not? married or not. Yeah. But I've seen that and there's really no reservation for that because they're just exploring just the park, park, getting their pictures taken in the park. Yeah. I mean, I would say there's a difference between uh, having a wedding ceremony down there versus oh, yeah. pictures just in pictures. the park. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I'd, I'd say Giant Springs is one of the more popular places in town for photos, whether mm-hmm. it's family photos, wedding photos, Senior photos, you know, any yeah. sort of those things. So we, we definitely have a lot of photographers that use the park for that sort of a thing. Um, you know, our, our biggest, our biggest, what we feel our responsibility at Giant Springs is, is to ensure the average visitor has a good experience there. Mm. So someone coming to the park for the first time, we want them to come and experience the nature, to see those recreational opportunities that we have. Um, and we don't always want them to go away thinking, oh, well, it, was beautiful but there was this wedding that was happening right next to the spring so we have we have a lot of rules revolving around weddings because they come with a lot of baggage usually yep Um, so so we don't allow those weddings to happen down next to the springs they can happen at one of the reservable sites um, but then you know they can definitely take their pictures down there by the springs and things Um, so yeah there's there seems to be a lot of area to explore and i don't know how to properly talk about that but as you head out uh, away from the spring on the River's Edge Trail System towards Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center, there's like little trails that jump off like the paved portion and go back into, well, we went all the way to a culvert. And I told the kids I was mm-hmm. with like, oh, this is where all the water flows in uh, to go into the spring. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and there's like all claims. these shaled rock Mm -hmm. things and then there's a bridge out there then you can walk up on top of the rocks that look down towards is all that like 
like developed trail like you know about that or is that just i'm following someone else's footsteps that have just veered off the path just to see what was happening so so yeah we have again i think i mentioned earlier we have around 30 miles of trail in the park so there's a lot of developed maintained trails in the park there's also a lot that aren't designated trails but people use them um and you know some of those will we'll never close off because they're they're there um they lead to, to places that people obviously want to be um so yeah I mean, I mean there's just lots of cool little little bits of landscape there that you wouldn't expect you know you mm-hmm. mentioned that that creek area with the shale that is it's just really cool to see how the water has eroded all that away and there's the cliffs along the river yeah mm-hmm. um, there's the different coolies and things that are down further on our, our north shore trails so it's it's a really diverse landscape there's lots of cool things um you know, it is it is definitely worth mentioning for people to to always think when they're out and about, like, you know, am I on a designated trail or am I off on a social trail? <laughs> right. um, you know, it, people might want to use those social trails or make their own, but um, people don't often think that, you know, we don't have the capacity to maintain those trails, um, and uh, it's it's causing more issues on the landscape. Once you start making mm-hmm. those trails, and if they're not designed well you know, rain events and things will cause erosion on them. And then you'll end up with, with, you know, issues that, that shouldn't have happened because it was a trail that wasn't intended to be there. Mm-hmm. I call those the worn paths. Like you look at yeah. it and you're like, it's really worn. It's I like wonder a if game it's a, trail, but humans maybe. did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of exploring that can mm-hmm. be done in that area. And then the, there are fishing, yeah, platforms. The little the little ponds right Fishing down the trail. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the? Is that yours? Is that under your purview? Yep, that's our our fishing <laughs> pond area, um, which is yeah, you know, it's just kind of an area for families to be able to to go and fish. That yeah. um, is again, it's stocked with fish from the hatchery. They'll mm-hmm. throw some of the big ones in from the show pond every once in a while just to Ooh, entice people. I'm really excited. <laughs> You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of them caught, but you'll see them every once in a while swimming out there and yeah. it just, it gets people excited to see them. Yeah. Um, although I think those fish are, are wiser than most people realize, you know, they've spent <laughs> they've most of their, out humans. they've spent most of their life in that, that show pond area, yeah. um, Studying eat, eat, our behavior. Eating uh-huh. really good. And, um, so, so yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a great area for people to go and fish. It's again, it's, it's right on the trail. It's easily accessible. Um, are those required to be thrown back? those fish no mm-hmm. no they, okay. they can be kept as long as you're following all the the state's rules. fishing rules and yeah. regulations yeah that you can keep fish out of the reservoir as mm-hmm. well as um that fishing pond area and i mean you can fish anywhere in the missouri in the mm-hmm. park there the only places you can't fish is the giant springs and, and the rural river mm-hmm. um, but there's again 14 miles of shore pond yeah and, yeah the, show the, pond. Show pond. the hashtree don't itself fish. Might, yeah. might be enticing <laughs> but uh yeah oh easy cast yeah <laughs> so let's talk about my favorite feature in Giant Springs State Park, the bridge with zero railings. How <laughs> on earth, Alex, have we maintained, which I hope we continue to, yeah. a bridge that allows equal opportunity to fall into <laughs> the Missouri or the Giant Springs? I, I've often found myself wondering the yeah. same thing. Um, it, I think it's the awesomest thing yeah, in the world. It's really neat. I agree. Uh, you know, and if you've been out there recently, you might notice that it's in need of some repair. Yeah. So not too far down the road, we will be exploring um, what we have to do to rehabilitate that cement bridge that that goes around the Giant Springs. And and I can't even begin to guess what requirements we're going to have to follow on that. Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> I'm I'm hoping that maybe there's some you know historical precedent because it didn't have the railing, although maybe at one time it did that I wasn't aware of. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique feature. Um, and one that every time I take my kids out there, um, well, they're getting a little older now, but it used to be that they would just be absolutely terrified every time we walked on that bridge. Um, but, uh, that's part of the appeal. I think I'm still a little uncertain myself when I walk on that. Like I always try to get my dog, make sure my dog doesn't like go off the edge either. I mean, not that it's like deep right there, but slippery and yeah. Well, Well, my favorite is in the winter, um, after we get snow, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll snow blow some of the areas we can't get with our equipment. And uh, 
being out there with a snowblower, I've almost <sighs> lost it in the river oh a couple times. So you, you and gotta... that's the time of year you really don't want to fall in. <laughs> as tragic as it will be, Alex, um, <laughs> to hear the news report that they have to fish you out of the river, I will enjoy that moment. I'll be like, finally, Somebody we made the news. slipped. <laughs> oh my gosh. It'll be awful. <laughs> we want him to be It'll okay. probably be me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's just, yep. You're talking a lot about this. <laughs> Karma's going to come back for you. <laughs> um, but the bridge over the Roe River has railings, so you're safe there. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that one is safe. And we haven't really talked about the Roe River yet. We haven't. Which is, okay, it is, we tell people this, there's some people who disagree at what is it oregon oregon really wants to stake a claim on it and i know world's shortest river 201 feet yes i think it seems like it's an undisputable fact like how and we will have oregon we'll have oregon on and they can state their case but it seems like if it's not shorter than 201 feet too i have no clue yeah so so yeah, the the Roe River at one time was the Guinness World Record Uh-oh, holder time. as the shortest river in the world, 201 feet, and that was all done by a, a local fourth grade class at Lincoln oh, Elementary back in, the, fourth back in the yeah. 80s. They I think they they pushed for that and they got it done. Um, then then the D River in Oregon um, took issue with that and. Um, Still and, and, taking it, and had and had words with with the Guinness World Record folks. You know the D River flows into the ocean, so it's a tidal river. So based on whether it's high tide or low tide, it can be longer or shorter than the Roe oh. River. Ours oh. is consistent. Yeah, um, but I think the you know Guinness World Records they just uh, took the high road and said this is a record <laughs> we're not going to keep anymore. So oh. so it's not a record that they they keep currently. Um, but we can still say so world's just shortest stays. river. It just, just stays not, in dispute. Yeah, between us and Oregon. I mean, it, it makes sense to me that ours is continually the shortest. Right. Well, there's it's may, consistent. May sometimes, be, sometimes, sometimes be, is. Yes. Mm. Our our world shortest river is sometimes the shortest. <laughs> Depends what time of day you're talking about here. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a strong claim to fame. No. It's also interesting. We're saying worlds, and we're talking about Montana and Oregon. It's just kind of funny that of anywhere in the world, the disputes happening between us and our neighbors, like two states. It doesn't away. really surprise me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can see other people in the world going, "Why are they this caught up over this one thing? Look at this river. It's three three feet long." <laughs> Well, I mean, it just gives you that perspective on how much water is coming out of the springs mm-hmm. that it, it can make a river that flows 201 feet. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Into yeah. the Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nation's longest. So, I mean, you know, just in that little area, there's a lot packed in between the springs and the Roe mm-hmm. River and the hatchery and the show pond. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot just in that one little spot. And, um, you know, one thing that I always tell people is... is Giant Springs is a lot more than just the Giant Springs and the Roe River and the Hatchery. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that we have the amount of trails that we do. Um, well, that blew me away today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so that I think that's one part of the park that is, is not as well known as it probably should yeah. be. You know, out on the North Shore lands, again, those are those Northwestern Energy lands that we manage the recreational use on. Um, you know, without them, that the, the city wouldn't have the access to those those trails that are um, on public land that's right outside of town. You know, you'd have to drive to the Little Belts or, or somewhere to find those trails. So yeah. having having access to these trails that are, you know, 10, 15 minutes from, from downtown is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of the weirdest components of that um, is there's an area right near there. I'm not a duck hunter or a bird hunter, so I don't know, but you can bird hunt somewhere in there. So you could be at oh, Giant really? Springs all of a sudden here gunshots oh. and it's all legal and okay huh. yeah it's it's I did not know that. it's it is an interesting thing that sometimes <laughs> i have to re-familiarize myself with every sure. fall as, as you're the, ready to jump in the yeah. vehicle the and gunshots chase them down you're like what are you doing mm-hmm. but um but yeah there's hunting allowed in giant springs there's waterfowl hunting along the river huh. um there's also you can hunt for um you know bigger game on those north shore lands um on the northwestern energy lands you you can huh. hunt for for deer and and things out there as well with um wow. some areas with archery or shotgun other areas with actual rifles so it's you know it, it's cool that it's a park that actually gives those opportunities as well hmm. interesting all right alex the big question 
is there any future talk about allowing camping at Giant Springs State Park? Oh, yeah, we do get asked that. Yeah, and this will probably be one. He's like, yeah, next question, please. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's something that that is has been talked about. You know, I've, I've seen documents that the park has from, from back in the 80s where they were discussing camping options. Um, and, I mean, you guys working here, I'm sure you know that, that – that we do not have a lot of camping opportunities in this town. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do believe it's something that would, would be beneficial to the park, to the community. Um, unfortunately, it's it's not as easy as let's just build a, let's just build a park. You know, I think there's some zoning issues that have to be worked out mm-hmm. and there's infrastructure issues. You know, we're, you know, we're surrounded by city limits, but we don't have city water and sewer that come out to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot of logistics to, to consider. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that, that, has been on our radar and um, it's something that I, I would like to push for in the future. Um, that doesn't mean that it's ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not, again, it's not some simple, simple thing to do. It's, hmm. it's going to take a lot of money and time and effort to, to get that going. But, you know, only having two campgrounds in, in the town is, is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, I think it's because of our day use reservation sites being listed on the state of Montana's campground reservation system. Oh. When you Google camping in Great Falls, Giant Springs often comes up as the number one choice. So we spend uh-huh. all summer fielding phone calls of uh, oh, uh, how I much need is a spot? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, like, no, no, that's not how this works. We have a unique um, problem that somehow. When you Google AAA for Great Falls, our phone number is listed, but and it's listed people. as part of, you know, this is what to experience in Great Falls, and here's the visitor information line. Mm-hmm. And then people call, and they're like, I've been a AAA member for the last 25 years, and I need this book. And I'm like, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> good for you. We don't have that. It's good to know other people suffer from yeah, the same Or people will come into the visitor do. center, too, and either ask if it's AAA or ask where to go for it. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap with AAA. And I know zero about AAA. Yeah, me too. Just that <laughs> all I know is that their office does not exist in Great Falls anymore. No, nope. and we and give we're them a not phone it. number. Yeah. There's a side hustle opportunity I <laughs> see. I can just start making my own book. <laughs> this one, that's mm-hmm. a new copy, a draft edition of the AAA book you'll need. It's a It'll specialty be $20. <laughs> you just pay that right to me. It's fine. Yep. Write the check. <laughs> leave it blank. Cash only. Mm-hmm. So is the park ever closed? Uh, so yeah, the, the park is open sunrise to sunset every day of the year. Okay. So technically, yes, the park does close at sunset. So you, people aren't allowed to be in the park after sunset. Um, so yeah, no camping at this point in time. (laughs) Um, but in general, outside of that, you know, there's, there's usually never any closures unless we have a construction project going up Mm -hmm. or going on or, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had some pretty big wind events that have actually made it unsafe to be in the Giant Springs area. Um, mm. So we have had to close it down for some random things. But no, it's open sunrise to sunset. Um, holidays? Yeah. It's open on the holidays. Okay. The, the ranger station may not always be sure. staffed, but the park will be open. You can always go there. Okay. And there, are, we've been completely remiss in sharing this. There's a fee to go to the park. Yeah, if you don't. If you're not a Montana resident. With a license With plate. a specific license yeah, well, thing. thing that you've checked when you renewed yeah, your license. Yeah. So, yeah. so Montana residents, when they register their vehicles, they pay a fee of, I think it's $9 right mm-hmm. now. Um, and that covers their day use entry. Um, you can opt out of it, but, you know, you visit one state park once and it basically covers your right. fee on that. So, so yeah, the, the out-of-state residents don't have that opportunity to pay that fee. So there is an $8 per vehicle fee for non-Montana residents. And that covers your Montana State Park days fee for the day. So we always tell people, you know, hey, you've been to Giant Springs now. Go to First People's Buffalo Jump. Mm-hmm. Go to Sluice Boxes. Those yep. other parks we have right here, go check them out. You've yeah. already paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, then you... Oh, go ahead. Is there a... Uh, annual pass for the state parks there is we we do sell a 50 dollars annual pass again that's good for one year from the date of purchase that covers your day use entry into state parks it also gives out-of-state residents in-state fees for camping so you get to pay those in-state fees instead of the out-of-state fees so save some money um, there's also seven day passes. So if you're only going to be in Montana for a week, um, but you're going to visit some of those parks, then you can get a seven day pass for $35 and gives you those same perks for those seven days. Hmm. I think there are 53 or 57 state parks. 
I want to say 56, I think. So that was in the range. Have yeah. you gone to a mall? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Oh, you've been here for three years. Where are you from? I originally I was from Idaho. Okay. Um, oh. So I grew up in little town Salmon, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I my my wife got a job up here, and uh, oh. we had some kids, and and the uh, the commuting back and forth five hours <laughs> wasn't working. Um, it's a bit of a commute. So this job came open, and you know I'd, I've been in and out of Great Falls since 2011 with my wife working here, and I've been mm. to Giant Springs more times than I can count. And I saw that job, and I was like, oh. It's a pretty place. Let me let me check it out. <laughs> um, was lucky enough to get it, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's a pretty awesome to be able to show up to Giant Springs every morning to go to work. That's you your know. office. There's, yeah, there's there's definitely challenges with the position, but um, a lot of times just a quick walk around out there will will calm me down and <laughs> um, just, yeah. yep get me back where I need to be. So it's mm. it's a great place to be. You're just not the king of Giant Springs. You're the <laughs> the king of other things or the manager of other things. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so so the way that, that the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is kind of set up their um, Park and Outdoor Recreation Division is um, we have recreation managers, which is what I am. Um, so I manage Giant Springs State Park, um, Ackley Lake State Park, which is out by Hobson, Montana, about a half an hour from Great Falls. Um, and then a couple of fishing access sites along the Missouri, um, and then the Judith river wildlife management area. So a, a pretty big variety of things, um, to take care of. Yeah. It's a wide, it's like that's they a each lot. has to have different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not, it's not like they're all the giant spring, you know, they're all very unique places. They are. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and luckily we, we have some help, you know, the, the state has their, their maintenance bureau that takes care of a lot of the maintenance at those sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not something that I always have to worry about. Um, but you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes on like at Ackley Lake, there's a friends group that's really active and we're trying to get a swimming area with a dock established out there. And, um, oh. you know, the Judith wildlife management area has its own issues with camping and, um, you know, uh, being closed for part of the year for for wildlife to mm. to be able to to be in that area and winter over and that's just north of sapphire well i'm saying north <laughs> <laughs> like i know my directions <laughs> just outside of sapphire village yes that's correct okay and that's about a nine ninety four hundred acre section Huge. of land too so oh, it's a wow. big area as well and then come hunting season it gets crazy over there i bet I haven't been there. Yeah. And then um, they close, like Alex was just Mm -hmm. saying. And then there's like a day it opens. The first day it opens, people go out and go shed hunting. Oh, shed hunting. Yeah, that's a big thing around here. I I had never seen the day, the first day of shed hunting there before. I don't know why we just ended up in the area, but I'm like, <laughs> what are all these people doing what are here? They doing? There's just abandoned vehicles all Everywhere, along yeah. the road. And I'm like, what is going on? And my husband finds like, oh, first day of shed hunt. And I'm like, oh, well, that oh, makes more sense yeah. as to why these people all have abandoned vehicles mm-hmm. along the I just, road. I, I do always enjoy watching the news reports uh-huh. on those days. And it's a lot of it's that Sun River Wildlife Management yes. area up on the front. But yeah, there's just people running out across the the land and people on horses and yeah it seems like if you're gonna go my husband has determined this that horseback is the way to go if you're gonna shed hunt Uh, he can determine (laughs) (laughs) but he's gotten to go and do he did a news story on opening day for the sun river one and it just looked like just a really neat just utter experience yeah kind of like an easter egg hunt for adults yeah But yeah, kind of crazy because you have people on foot, ATV, horses, and they're just go. It seems crazy. It's insane. But fun. Well, those are all big areas. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> what child is your favorite? I mean, you know, my office is is at Giant Springs. So I, you know, I, I spend the vast majority of my time dealing with Giant Springs. And mm-hmm. um, I so I think I've, I've formed that really intimate bond with that park. Um, so that that's that's my favorite. But I mean, I, I appreciate Ackley Lake for what it is. Um, you know, it's it's a really special place to the, the people in in that part of the state because, um, you know, th- there's not a lot of camping opportunities. There's not a lot of reservoirs like that. So, you know, it's it's one of those where it's cool because you also get to see how important each of these places are to mm-hmm people for different reasons um do you ever get to go stay at the white and green house um at the judith river ranger 
station overnight? I, I have not. Oh. No. No, there's there's a number of things that I haven't done yet that are on my bucket list, like actually getting well, in the I springs. And, <laughs> um, I would have thought like you had to like once every quarter go out there and spend like three days or something. <laughs> well, this has been a recent change in. in oh, so uh, it, that makes it more was sense. it was just this last <laughs> spring where I was given some of these additional areas uh-huh. to manage. So I'm still figuring a lot of them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's definitely more work that I need to do out there and learn, but. If you need me to go out there for like three or four days and catalog grasses, um, <laughs> I would volunteer to do that if I can stay oh, at the wow. green and white house. It, I don't. What is the green and white house? There's this like green house. and white house. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it to you, Shannon. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks what, like uh, so like where rangers would hang out, like okay. their offices, but it's a house and oh. it's got a garage and it's got this beautiful fence and it's right there on the game range and oh and it's green and white yes it is <laughs> and I, I tell you more about it but i'm, I'm still learning yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's not like a place you can rent it's like obviously their asset the forest. yeah so it's like you just get to go up and knock on the door and like hey can i borrow a cup of sugar or rent it for a week or could try see what yeah. happens I wanted to. There was some people out there one day, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go up and ask about this. And my husband's like, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, please don't. <laughs> I just want to learn. <laughs> so we'll have you back once you learn about the Green and White there House. There you go. And give us all the details about it. You <laughs> got it. There we go. <laughs> uh, for now, Robert's just going to try to keep her from yeah, educating be, herself about the Green and White House. It's going to be fun living with me, right? <laughs> I did the same thing with missile silos. Like, um, oh, what happens there? Like, how far down is it? What? Mm-hmm. How big is it? Do they have bunk yeah, beds? Yeah, you can't is just there... walk up and knock on the door no. there. No, wouldn't advise. They that. just get to come up and play basketball because some of them have basketball hoops. And oh. I, I remember very clearly my my first experience driving around out in the forest and being like, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then I come around the corner and there's a convoy of uh, oh, of Humvees coming at me. I'm like, what? what did i do (laughs) why is the military after me yeah there we go well alex thanks for hanging out with us telling us the things that you know about giant spring state park confirming the things i think i know about giant spring state (laughs) park um and all the other duties that you have it's Mm -hmm. been fun i think we'll continue to send people your way anytime and i want to stress that too because obviously it's october for when this podcast will come out (laughs) any time of year is a great time to go visit Giant Springs. Obviously, the trivia and things like that are in the summer, but fall when the leaves are changing, gorgeous. Winter is just a whole other stunning atmosphere. So any time of year, Giant Springs has to be on your list if you come through Great Falls. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Just dress appropriately. Yes. Don't fall in. Yeah. <laughs> Use your noggin a little bit when you're out there. Mm-hmm. And if you need help learning about recreating responsibility, responsibly we have resources for that and we can teach you how to layer like an onion and (laughs) get ready for any kind of weather that Mm. uh, will happen and as you're listening uh this is like episode 90 we're getting really close it might be 101 who knows no 110 no who knows no it'll be under 100 okay i have it planned out okay (laughs) It's under 100, which yes. means the 100th episode is coming up, Very and soon. that is going to be epic. Yeah, we're really excited for that. Um, Not that this one wasn't, but <laughs> get Alex caught up. Like, All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> get caught up. Enjoy the, the musings of us for all the previous 90-some episodes, mm-hmm. and they're going to be super helpful in you planning your trip to Great Falls, Montana, and we cannot wait to see your bright happy, healthy, smiling face here in Montana's base camp for art and adventure, Great Falls, Montana. We're no damn experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.